You are listening to the Run Duo Podcast, a program to entertain and to inform. Forerunners by runners. Now here are your hosts, India Cook and Tommy Mitchell. And we are back. Yes. The Run Duo episode 29. 29. And we, once again, we are the Run Trio. We've got CJ with us. What's up, CJ? What up? What up? <laughs> Welcome back to the studio. Yeah. I guess that's gonna be your chair from now on. So we just oh, gonna okay. we gonna put your name on it. It's, it's all you. It's all you. <laughs> um, before we anyway. get going with the shenanigans, yes, yes, um, yes. On almost live, uh, the run duo. We do have a guest that we yes, are gonna interview on the actual episode twenty nine. Mm-hmm. His name is Patrick Cutter from Rochester, New York. Oh my God, great interview. He yes. just ran Boston. If yes. you like, if you wanna be able to lift and run, like mm-hmm. you know, he's a larger dude that you know has a little girth to him yes. and still puts down crazy times yes. this is the uh interview to, to listen yes. to we'll be recapping that boston marathon so definitely stay tuned to that definitely stay tuned now cj he, he hit me up um couple of weeks ago yeah. and was like hey man i want to come on the show i got something i want to announce and then you said it's about the race the right. unity collective race mm-hmm. and of course we always support that so i wanted you to come in go ahead and kind of announce you got something big coming out um that you wanted to put out first on our uh, podcast exactly i'm so excited to be here you know i i said when this came about i said i want to be here in the run duo podcast to tell everyone first about this big giveaway mm-hmm. so if you guys don't know on uh, instagram i always do these huge giveaways and i said this time we're going to do something special and we're going to do a partner with the race uh so they're sponsoring me in my next giveaway and we're going to give people who sign up for the race this year mm-hmm. an opportunity that to win my contest that's uh, going to be better than anyone else. So we're going to give away two round trip tickets to Aruba. Mm. Uh, Wait, to, what, stop. Yeah, yeah. Ra- okay, I know yeah. you announced it on my show, but yeah. can we still win? <laughs> right. Uh, no. I mean, not. Uh, I'm just gonna say, go, anyone who's gonna take me off of this episode, like, well, I'm gonna holler at y'all. You consider right. yourself, <laughs> if you consider yourself a friend or affiliate of me, then yeah, it's not fair if you win. Right? I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can, I completely mm-hmm. understand. Not a problem there. So go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Just yeah. I need a push gift for my, my my girl there. So yeah. I was thinking, hey, a trip to a room. That'll work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So how it's gonna work is um, through my contest. This is points based, right? Mm-hmm. So um, basically, person with the most points the end wins so by registering for the race this year you're going to have more points than anyone else to start out with so it's going to give you a leverage and a heads up on everyone else in the contest to win this trip uh so i'm not just i'm going on the trip first of all we're bringing some personal trainers yeah i gotta go right i gotta go (laughs) um we're bringing two personal trainers joshua jackson and get fit with chris okay and we're bringing uh I would call celebrity. Um, I, you know, LA love the boss. Uh-huh. Um, she has like 2.2 million followers oh, on wow. Instagram. 2.2 mm-hmm. million. Is pretty that's, big. that's pretty big. Yeah. And then uh, she's actually starring in a movie right now on Netflix called the after party. Mm-hmm. So she's there and then she's, she has a new album coming out as well. So she's going to be there to show us how to monetize off Instagram. Yeah. Motivate us. She's in the fitness big time. Okay. So what I'm calling this whole trip is a fitcation. Okay. So we're going to have about 24 people that go down. Uh-huh. We're selling tickets, uh-huh. but the people who sign up for the race are going to have a chance to win tickets for free okay so what are some other ways that you can get points besides signing up for the race so you can follow me on instagram of course <laughs> and how do they do that tell them how they do that 
Fit with CJ at Fit with CJ, mm-hmm. and then you can also follow um, some. You follow the race on mm-hmm. Instagram. You got to follow the race. Uh-huh. You got to follow the personal trainers. Uh, we're gonna have some fitness challenges in there as well to say, hey, um, run a 5K in the month of June, uh-huh. and then tag us in it, and then use the hashtags that we tell you. You get points. Okay. Or you may say, hey, post a picture of you eating a vegan vegan dinner. Okay. And then use the hashtags, and you know things like that. There's gonna be okay. things like that to mm-hmm. help help. Everything is people. healthy. Everything right. is healthy. Health and wellness related. And is this, is the points the same for five k versus the half marathon? Because you know there's two different races. Ah, uh, that is true. So, I'm glad you said that. Uh huh. We might yeah. have to. We might have to make sure that if, might need to be different. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I'm no shade to the five k. Yeah, but I'm but gonna run that half. I'm running the half. <laughs> so, so I mean, okay. not that we can win or anything. But, you know, y'all need to run the half if there's more points associated. So, so how about this? We're gonna let you pick how many points it should be. Mm. So okay, just to give you an example. Um, if someone follows me on Instagram, that's three points. Okay. okay. So if someone f- signs up for the race right now, we were going to give them 50 points. Okay. So, but since you said there should be a difference between half marathon and okay. 5K, so should we just leave the half mar- marathon at 50 points and then 5K at 25 points? What do you think? No, nah, let's give half marathon at 75. I was thinking Whoa. the same thing. And give the uh, 5K five is 35. That sound right. Yeah. What you think? Or 50. Cause, you don't think? No, because, okay, so if it's 50 more? now, mm-hmm. we give 25 more to the half. So that'd be yeah, 75. So 75 and, and then, you know, you can jump that to 35. I agree. So I was, I think I was, seven, we were on the same page with yeah, the 75. Yeah, I'm thinking 75, 35. Okay, it's 75, 35. 75, 35. Right. 75, 35. Got it, right? It's Look at that. That's called, Listen. see, that's that's how government's supposed to work. Right. You right saw there. that agreement that we just said, and it was just that Just quick. like that. Yes. Yeah, so make sure you sign up for the race this year. It's going to be dope. It's yes. going to be amazing. I'm helping with the social media content this uh-huh. year as well, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I know if you're helping with the social media content, it's going to be a whole lot of social media content. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't you hit this weekend? I saw a picture of you. Weren't you at Candy something? That Candy oh, Place? Candy-topia. Yeah, because you had posted about Candy Topia. And yeah. I was like, I'm like, what are you talking about? I was at Candy Topia, yes. How was that? It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is Candy Topia? Just, I mean, I know we're getting off topic, but I mean, because I saw you there and I was like, is it just candy? I was yeah, like, it's, a, it's an exhibit with sculptures made out of candy. So it tells you how many pieces of candy it. it Took to make took it. Took to make it. How many hours? How many grams of sugar? Okay, this is Atlanta, it? y'all. So yeah. if you're in Detroit, so, they ain't got. Yeah, I want to say that. that it's a touring type. Okay. They're going around to different cities. I don't know how many more weeks they have in Atlanta because mm-hmm. we've had the tickets for like I a think month. They leave or so. in June. Yeah. Do okay. So, Where is it located in Atlanta? It's, it's across the street from Phipps Plaza. Oh, so okay. It's on street, but it's right yeah, across the street. I, can, I know why I've hadn't seen it. I ain't been down there in a whole. I don't know how long. So a lot of people go there for the the shots, the photo shots. Yeah, because they're free. Yeah, and then you get candy. In each room, it's very kid friendly. Like you, it's more kids there than adults. Oh, really? Know, I was, I'm I'm up for being a big kid, so <laughs> I was like, this is cool. I think it's still a good experience. Well, CJ, thank you very much. But you gonna yes. you gonna stick with us a little bit oh, while yeah, we, we go through our shenanigans? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now you know what we got to talk about. We got a lot to. Talk oh my about. god. <laughs> CJ, I don't know if you watched the London Marathon, but oh my God. Wait, before you go there. Okay. Congratulations for everybody. Yes. The wave announcements were posted for the Peachtree Road Race today. Mm-hmm. Well, Tuesday, which is a big deal. Um, a lot of people are like, ooh, am I am I wave A, B, C, all the way to Z? Um, what wave am I in? So congratulations for those people that moved up and are very happy about where they're seated. So oh, yes. Okay. So the waves came out? Yes. I did you not. You didn't check. I got to oh. go check. I got to check. You need to go I'm, check. I think I'm in B. 
I need to I'm be in G. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm only in B from a time I ran two years ago. If I don't do yeah. a good time this year, so it'll drop me back. So this mm-hmm. year, I've been going up every year, but this year mm-hmm. I'm in the same wave as last year, which is fine because I know yeah. I didn't pay, I didn't do no. Yeah, I ain't getting no bill. Well, you know, basically <laughs> at so this okay point we got about eight weeks. Yeah, we got eight weeks, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So this is the perfect time to start training for the peach tree. Yep. Eight weeks. It's a great eight week 10k training program. Yeah. Perfect timing. So It'll get work. out there and for and do those it. that are coming to Atlanta, don't get yourself fooled by the first three miles. They're basically downhill, and then you get hill work afterwards. Exactly. But anyway, we'll talk about that closer yes, to the yes. Okay. <laughs> but yes, congratulations to all those that did run the London Marathon. And finished. Yes. Or did not finish. finish. I know Kentucky Derby was this weekend as well. So there was a lot of different races yeah, that took place yeah. this weekend. But of Big course, Sir, we talked uh, yes. was this weekend. Yes. Yeah. So there was a lot going a on. A lot going on. But of course, the running world was all focused on. Yes, the world major. The world London. major. In Marathon. London. Now we can we can start before the race even began. Yes, we can. Because Sir Mo, Mister Mo, Mister Mo, he was all he was he, he was he was in the mix. Open. He was doing the most, is what I would say. So it started with him falling down on the track. So I mean, if anybody that's ever been, I, I haven't been to this treadmill. Was a treadmill in Chicago when you yes, were there? Yes, it was. So there's a treadmill that they put out, um, and I guess they've sped it up now because it's at one the time speed it was just of the fastest, yeah, yeah. person that does so their pace. The the world, um, the marathon world record pace. Um, is on this treadmill, so you know regular people can try it out for what is it, four hundred yards? They have you do? Yeah, it? well, they see how long you can you go. Can sp- it depends okay. on where you are. Okay. So if the per- the person's running a four four minute and thirty seconds, they'll have it at the speed of four minute and thirty seconds. Wow. See how long you can hang. Well, anyway, so why mo? And he jump on with somebody. Somebody's already He's, on it. Yes. Somebody's already on this treadmill. Yeah. And it's it's big, so it's not it's like it's not enough room. Yeah. It's not a real treadmill yeah. like that you see at the gym. It's, it's about the side of a treadmill. of a trail. Like yes. an actual it's like a very trail. Wide. So it's enough room for two people, but he jumps on it. And then he falls. He falls. He does his whole rolling action. And it's like, it's not as if you don't have a marathon to run tomorrow. Exactly. Like, what are you doing? Then he jumps up and tries to get back on and falls again. Yeah. He was, I was like, doing the most. Because think about it. If he would have did a wrong slip up, you could be playing and pull something. Man. Oh, yeah. Like, I would have been, been so hot with him. I, listen, I'm sure Nike was hot with him and gave him some choice of words. Because <laughs> it's like, you can't yeah, you can't jeopardize exactly. playing like that when, exactly. you're about, when, when money is in. Like, money. Sure, I'm sure his off. wife was like, what you doing? Right. I'm sure she wants to yank. I'm sure she wants to yank What him you up. doing? Right. So we anyway, need, we need chicks. So that was the that was the beginning of the week, and I was just you know it was a little funny. Yeah. And actually, I saw some people post like, okay, that's why I like Mo because he likes to have a good he's time. Humble, he's, he's humble. He's humble. He just he has is. a good time. Because even Mo. after the, the the marathon, his posts were still kind of yeah, hey, it wasn't my like, day. It is what it is. Yeah. It was like what a regular person who ran a marathon that didn't get their PR yeah, would, would post. That's exactly. kind of what he posted. He wasn't exactly. like making excuses or anything like that. He did talk some mess beforehand. See, I didn't see him talking mess. So. I would just say he would just he would make jokes about it. So in one of the one of the lies, I think it was on Martin his which is the jails that he uses. Okay. Um, he was just like you know it will be me and Kipchoge like at the beginning. You know he was just basically kind yeah. of kind of saying it's about to be us. Yeah. It's gonna be me and the lead. But yeah. He's like nah, whatever happens happens. So he backed off of it, but it was he said some choice words. Really? You know? Yeah. Interesting. So then the news comes out about him. Um. In his hotel. In his hotel, yes. Gabriel Gallat. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm saying his name wrong. Um, whatever. Anyway, um, the former greatest marathoner ever. Um, 
Galassi, I'm sorry. I know I'm messing his name up. But anyway, <laughs> and what you know what actually made me happy, though, was when I found out he actually had a hotel there in right. Africa. Because you know that's a big thing about right. they say Africans get money and then they don't go back and develop. Exactly. So it's great to see he does have hotels. So I was like, oh, great, he has a hotel there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he says that I guess he feels like it was a setup. Like mm-hmm. they set him up to steal money from his room. Paperwork and shoes or something. And yeah, stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. So that was the next thing. Yeah. You know, with that. And that kind of they went, went back and forth. And, like, he spoke about it in a yeah. press release type thing. And it was just like, you know, some stuff you just... You're like, dude, why? Like, this, this is your week of a world major. Exactly. Like, you have really, like, gone that far to exactly. publicize and talk about certain things. So, I was... And, and even his, his agent was like, that's just the kind of guy he is. Like, he if is. something's on his mind, right. he's going to talk also, about it. So, this is something also different. So, I know we don't talk a lot about athletes and how they get tested yeah. often. Like, yeah. any, any of the athletes that get tested very often. So, he literally posts on his Instagram, like, uh, he calls it one mo test. M-O <laughs> test. And every time like he that. gets screened, he posts, like, the drug screen. Like, yeah. whether it be urine, whatever it yeah. is, he, po- he posts it. Yeah. Because they get random pop-ups. Like, as an athlete, you get random pop-ups. Like, whatever, hotel you're at, you have to let people know. Knock, knock, knock. They come, and they're like, I'm screening you. Um, but he posts that. He, I guess, so it's more so, I guess, he's open with posting the shenanigans of yeah whatever's going on yeah and speaking of doping the half marathon record holder was disqualified yes. well what was it called it wasn't actually mm-hmm. disqualification he it was a provisional suspension mm-hmm. or something like that because yeah. i guess it wasn't completely verified that he was but right. they said well you ain't running this though right exactly. so yeah so just, he, to, he just speaking about doping. Yeah, but anyway so. moving on so yeah he has all this before the race even on the broadcast mm-hmm. they were talking about it they yeah. were like we i just don't feel like mo's brain is in it because yeah. he's just and that's so what i felt too like yeah. he was kind of all over the place and everybody tactics are different like yeah. some people calm their nerves by yeah. talking crap and having fun yeah. and laughing and playing yeah. and some people like myself i get quiet and I just want to be on myself. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> I'll be like, mm. Mm. what's up? Okay. Oh, you going to beat me? Oh, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just going to chill back here. I'm just going to chill back so, here. But yeah, it was an interesting race. Yeah. And I mean, I enjoyed the race. I got up at 4 o'clock a.m. on Sunday. Yes. And because you, actually, you know what? I'm so happy you text me on Saturday. Because you're like, are you going to tape it? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to tape it. <laughs> I said, hold up. Let me check this real quick. I don't have that channel. Right. I'm like Infinity about to piss me off. Cause how you gonna? Cause it let me go yes. record London Marathon, and Infinity was like, "Got you." Right. Go to check. I don't even have a channel, so, so I was listen, like, "What you gonna record?" So I always. So for me, mm-hmm. all the other races are always on NBC Sports. Sports exactly. And so I just assumed NBC Sports. So I go on the app. I'm like, da 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 da. I'm gonna watch yeah. it in my bed, <laughs> and it said gold with a key on it. And I'm like, <laughs> bruh, like for real? But no. I got my way around that and I was able to watch it on NBC Sports. <laughs> Olympic Channel, thanks. So yes, I was up four o'clock watching it. Yes. Text you, I told you that mm-hmm. Diver, the runner that yeah. was up front in the beginning, the was going to lose steam. I yeah. told you that. I was yeah. like, she's going to lose steam. I was like, she's going too hard, and you Way got you got hard. you got twenty more miles to go. Yes. <laughs> now let's let's get let's talk about the winners. We've okay. been talking about the the also rans too much. Yes. Let's talk about the winners. Yes. Of course, the male winner. Elliot Kipchoge. Yes, okay. he the, ran with a two hundred two thirty seven. Yes, and we're gonna get back to that. We, we, yeah, we're gonna get back to okay, that part. Okay, okay. Um, and the young lady, and then Bridget Koske. Uh-huh. Um, she ran in a two eighteen twenty. Yes. So. and let's talk about the U.S. Um, so there's only one male U.S. Um, Clinton Leakes. Mm-hmm. He's very unknown. Very unknown. Actually, 
it was quiet. I yeah. don't even think the announcers mentioned They didn't even mention him. They he didn't. was just on the elite's list. Yeah. Because he runs a 214. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I ain't mad at you. Right. You man. running a 214. You, you, you yeah. zooming to me. Exactly. Right. He actually, I follow him on Instagram. He he has like 400 followers. He's very low-key dude. Okay. He didn't even have any, he didn't even have any pictures from London mm. on his Instagram. Okay. So, but anyway, he did post in Strava, though. It showed his little time in Strava. Okay. Anyway, but the women, on the other hand. Yes. So, um, Molly Huddle, mm-hmm. um, she ended up coming in 15. Yeah. So, she was planning on doing a 71 flat, but she didn't. Okay. So, you know, mm-hmm. you know, half, at her halfway mark, obviously. Um, and then, of course, they had um, Cecil, which was her debut. Uh, yes. With and they're, they're running partners. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, she did pretty well. She actually beat Molly. So, I guess she's She came really in top excited. 10. So, yes, she, she, she qualified she for the Olympics. Top 10. Yes. 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 Exactly. Yes. 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 So, um, they did really good. I think with the ladies, they said there was 20 seconds slower than last year's 5K at the 5K mark. Like, mm-hmm. it was 20 seconds slower than that previous yeah. race. So, that was interesting to see that the times were probably going to be a little slower than last year. But it yeah. all depends on who's in your, who's pushing you. And yeah. who's pushing the pace, I think. Exactly. Exactly. But, I mean, it wasn't the, the mano-imano kind of race because everybody thought it was going to be Mo and Kipchoge. I honestly did not think it was going to be because I okay. just don't think Mo is, is at the level Okay. Of Kipchoge. And in the end, Kipchoge once again showed. He was like, come on, y'all. He, like, he te- he like, like literally, CJ. He literally was He's like, like telling the people behind like, like, come, come on, on, run with me. He was like, challenge me. So this is the, this is my thing. Mm-hmm. I think Kipchoge can do the sub two, right? Yeah. But sub two hour marathon, Kipchoge can do it. But he has to have the right people alongside him mm-hmm. to push the pace. Yeah. You can't have guys like Saturday. Like, like, I mean, on, like, Sunday, uh-huh. like, he's like, come on, like, make yeah. me go. Yeah. Like, push me, come right here next to me, let's get this. Yeah. But if you have runners that can't get to your level or aren't really pushing the pace, it's not going to make you push the pace. Not at so, all. Not at all. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that has something to do with it. Um, but I think we are becoming spoiled. Now, I know you don't follow marathons like we do and watch them all and yeah, all that kind of like, stuff. Yeah, it's a little intense. Yeah, <laughs> intense. I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, if you run a, once you, if you ever run a marathon, yeah. you'll be watching them too. Yeah, so, it's, it's just exciting. The half is where I've been so far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. India's trying to get me to do the marathon. Yes. Always. So, like, I'm yeah. always pushing people. Because I'm telling you, once you run one, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, I mean, because it is truly a, a mental challenge. Mm-hmm. It's a it physical I'm challenge. I'm coming out of retirement 2020. Whoa. <laughs> coming out of retirement, That's an announcement. That's an announcement. I'm coming out of retirement. 2020, I gave this year off, but I'm only doing world majors. So if India don't get into world majors, then it ain't happening. Now, did you hear what Kipchoge said after? What? Now, Kipchoge, I ain't going to lie to you. I love him to death, but he ain't the world's greatest interview. <laughs> I, I mean, just watching his interviews, I'm always like, dude, you are dead. <laughs> Dead, and I'm sure it has a little bit it's to do with language. language. Yeah, it's a language barrier. What did he say, but though? he's a very low-key person. Yeah. But anyway, in his interview, though, he said he's going to before he retires, he's running all the world majors. Mm. So that because he's I've never he's never run a marathon on American soil. Right. So yeah. that means Boston, New York, and Chicago. Chicago. Come bring it. Come on. Hey, Listen. I might not go see him in New York, but I'll go see him in Boston. And I'll go see him in Chicago of for course. sure. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, but. Anyway, I think he's got us spoiled. Now, I mean, even if you don't watch marathons, mm-hmm. you understand Tiger Woods. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved Tiger Woods. Not, be, I mean, I'm sure everybody's like, oh, because he's the first African-American. You know, he's not the first. I don't even want to get into that. But anyway, right. um, he's this African-American. Da, da, da. I think people may have tuned him in for that. Mm-hmm. People watched him because he was so 
good. Yeah. Right. People love winners. The dominance. Yes. yes, the dominance. And that's what Kipchoge is right now in the marathon. And he's strategic. Mm-hmm. So when you watch Kipchoge do a marathon, mm-hmm. he's cool, calm. He doesn't look like he's stressing like nope. at all. Yeah. He and you can tell that he literally does whatever he needs to do to calculate every mile. He's not going to go out too, too fast. He's going like he came for London. He was kind of not in the back of the pack, but he stayed yeah. behind him. Yeah. He stayed behind the Pacers. He didn't like it wasn't until the end where he dropped the hammer. Was it 20 around 24? Yeah. He dropped the hammer. The last the last couple months he dropped the hammer like and just Pacers took off. Already he gone, makes it but look he easy. Took off. He makes it look easy, but he's very strategic with his running mm. and he wants He's not one of those, let me be in the front and let the pack be behind me, unless it's the finish line. Like, yeah. he's kind of one of those people. He's like, run with me. Like, yeah. give me that work. Like, make me work for, yeah. mm-hmm. let, make me work for this. And yeah. I think that's what makes it so strategic for him. And you can tell he works through that. And I think that's what I love in watching him. There is no grit on his face. He will smile. He can smile yeah. and wave after putting down four and yeah. five minute miles. Like, he's really good. He did say in his interview, though, mm-hmm. he, he was like, because because everybody's like, what, what's next? What's next? What's yeah. next? What's next? And he's like, let me enjoy this. Yes, let please. me please. <laughs> That's let exactly. Me, he's like, let, let me let me enjoy coins. this. It is not as easy as it looks. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what he said. Because I ain't gonna lie, it looked when he's doing it. Yeah, it looks so, it looks so easy. easy. When you describe him, it makes me think of Usain Bolt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, exactly. I think Usain's a little bit more cocky, but okay. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and he's younger. I mean, yeah, Usain's just yeah, younger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And who knows yeah, how he was? You're, yeah, you're right, though. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I was on Instagram afterwards, and I was saying this is it, it's kind of like the reason I kind of brought Tiger Woods into it because when Tiger was winning mm-hmm. back when he was just winning everything, yeah, everybody just thought he would always win, and yeah. it was just easy, and he wasn't he was effortless the way he was doing it, mm-hmm. and um. I think Kipchoge has spoiled us because I saw some posts like, oh, he, he oh, he's kind of slowing down and blah, 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 blah. Now, I'll get, say this. The people that I saw post that kind of stuff, they said they didn't actually watch the race. They just saw the times. No. And I was like, to, I was like, even if you just saw the time, he just ran the second fastest right. marathon ever. When you see the And records, the only reason it's a second it's is because Kipchoge. it's him. And Kipchoge. But like, why did he slowing down. Get, yeah, no. like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, okay. He was and with the, the pace. He was with the group. Exactly. Like, yeah, I was. I, honestly, I didn't think the world record could be broken in London. Yeah, I thought London's because it was. It's more of a tactical race mm-hmm. than um, Berlin, which is flat and yes. fast, fast, and just you flat, can just fast, go. Yeah. Um. So I, I didn't think it would, and then he does it. Yeah. So I, I want to see him in Chicago. Yeah. I want to see him on flat oh, fast in Chicago. Chicago. I feel. Oh my gosh. I so I was that. really surprised, Kiata. He was one of the guys that uh-huh. was in the last top three. The little three. group, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So it was so, I don't know if you saw it, but did you see him? He looked at his watch, he took a deep breath, and then he was like, and then he backed off. Really? Yes. You, you missed that I bad? didn't see I that. Like, he must knew it was a wrap. Like, he couldn't keep that bad. I ain't gonna lie, I was sleepy. I, 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 was, I ain't gonna lie, I passed out a little bit on it. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, oh, wait, what the? <laughs> oh, where we at? Where about we at? <laughs> so he did do that, and he backed off. But I think that that was, I think I was watching and seeing a lot of comments that they were thinking that him and Kipchoge were going to be the ones going yeah. in and have. He, yeah. he, he got in the top three, so it was yeah. great. But you could see, he was like, yeah, go on. Go on right, with yourself. You got this. <laughs> but anyway, once again, I mean, this so far, I have been very pleased with yes. the uh, world majors um, yes. so far. So I'm, I'm looking. What's what's the next one? Is it New York? No. October is New York. Or oh, Chicago Berlin. before New York. Chicago. It's Chicago, then New York. Why do I feel like something's in between? When was Berlin? Berlin went already. 
No, Berlin is not yet. Berlin's at the end of the year too. I got you. But yeah, so look at her. Got it all mm, written out. Tokyo, Boston, Boston London, Marathon, London, Indy, Brooklyn. Yeah, it is. It is Berlin. Berlin. There it is. Berlin is September. September so Berlin is next. So I'm guessing he's not. I, I mean, I guess he's gonna run Berlin. Yeah. But you know, I was thinking. Or is he gonna wait till next year though? No, he's. This is only. This is the first one he's run this year, right? He runs two a year. Yeah. He might back to he might back to Chicago to to New York, kind of close. You don't think? Well, I mean, I guess. Well, the only reason I was thinking that he would I because would he would when that. is the Olympics? When is the? It's in August, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So that's not, so he's not going to run, um, London. Close. So it's either he's going to back it up and do September close, uh-huh. or he or he could yeah because he needs to strategically think about yeah exactly because he's only going to do two. So he's going to do he's going to miss a world major next year because he's running the Olympics. Yep. So it just depends which one because so I think we have he's Berlin gonna, is September, mm-hmm. Chicago is October, and then New York is November. So he got so he might run Bo- maybe run Boston next year. Maybe run Boston and then run the Olympics. I'll go for that five k and just to be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So the the for those that um, are interested in running London right now until May third, which is Friday, you have ability to get into the lottery. So if you are interested in running London, if, <laughs> if you are interested in running London, go ahead and put your put your bit put your information in so that you can potentially get in for London twenty twenty. London's one of those races that they're it would the lottery is only open for a week. It opens the day of the previous year's race and it's open for a week so open on sunday and it's open until may 3rd so definitely do that and for our speedy people um they do have an available entry it is called sorry guys it is called uh go for me excuse me go for age if you're age 18 to 39 and you're a male and you can do a sub three marathon you can enter that way and if you are a female and you can do a sub 345 you can enter that way as well so that's a different type of application than the lottery so mm-hmm. if you're speedy and you're wanting to run london because it is hard for americans to get into london um definitely try to look on that way and of course um go through the lottery Exactly. Yup, yup. Exactly. Well, CJ. Uh, did you have something? Okay. I was going to mention the seaweed. Go ahead, go ahead. Mention it again. Do that, do that. Do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, I don't know if you noticed. So, I haven't seen any previous advertisement on it, but they said since 2017, London has been testing out. It's called Oho. Um, and they have seaweed packed water and yeah. juices that they've been giving out on the route. So, they're vegan. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so they're basically edible pouches made out of brown seaweed. Um, and they have it actually looks like been... a little bubble. It looks like a little bubble. Yeah. So it looks like a... Uh, like a pot, you know, you d- detergent pot that yeah. you put into the washing machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like that pot, but it's filled with w- either water or like a Gatorade type substance. Mm-hmm. So, um, Oho is the company that started this invention and they teamed up with, um, Lucozod, which is a drink company over in London. And they actually put their substance in. It's basically like a Gatorade drink, um, that they put in- inside of those pods. Oh. So they handed those out at mile 23 of London and either you can kind of buy them bite the seal and just like suck, suck it, it out, out. Mm-hmm. or you can eat, the whole, eat the whole thing. thing and you can throw you know you can throw the pouch on the ground because it's biodegradable yeah. so I'll be interested to be talk healthier. to somebody yeah, yeah exactly it's healthier and very environmentally conscious nice I love so it. yeah so seaweed pouches 
Yeah, because actually I saw that last year. I saw yeah. it last year, and I, I don't I don't think I talked about it. I think I meant to, but mm -hmm. yeah, I'll be interested to talk to somebody who gets back from London and right. see if they actually tried it and like see how did it, yeah, yeah. How did it and go. And it's no plastic. Like yeah. I know a lot of people, it looks like plastic, but yeah. it's not any plastic or anything. You can eat it. So. Perfect, yeah. perfect. So we do need to find out. Hit some comments and let us know if you ran London Marathon, how was it? Like, how was it? Did you try those pods? Well, I think... Did we get did we get everything, CJ? You got anything else for us? I think we got it all. Sign up for the race. That's what we want people to Sign do. Sign up for the race. Exactly, exactly. Yes, don't yes, wait. Yes. Don't do last minute. That's what look, there's an incentive to sign up early. Mm -hmm. This year you can go to Aruba with us the month before the race. Like mm -hmm. why would you not why would you not do that? Why would you, yeah. not? why would you not do that? But we um just go now. We are gonna interview, like I said, we got an interview with Patrick. So yes. make sure you go and listen on SoundCloud, iTunes, or uh, Google Play, the yes. run duo. But yes. of course we always here almost live yes. um with our shenanigans yes that's it that's it okay <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if you had something okay i mean the nike shoes but yeah you want oh yeah i'm sorry we got time yeah we got time go ahead <laughs> hit the nike shoes so of course uh was it two days before the race on social media kipchoge and Farah, mm -hmm. Mo Farah posted pictures of them like out on training runs, but they had their feet blurred with like emojis. Mm. And so you couldn't see what shoes they yeah. had on. So a lot of people are like, what's going on? Da, 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 da. And I was like, prime time for Nike to drop a shoe. Okay. Right? Uh -huh. So of course, Nike drops a shoe on Sunday, and these are the shoes that Mo Farah and um, Kipchoge ran in London. Um, the Nike Zoom X. And it's called Next Percent. So it's, a lot of people were saying it's between it's four and five. five I yeah, think like it's, exactly. Yeah. So it's not the five percent. Mm -hmm. It's Nike percent uh, retailing for two seventy five. So you're going to get some of those? No. <laughs> <laughs> most expensive yes. shoe I ever bought was like so I understand mm -hmm. so thicker midsole um, lighter upper upper area 15% um, more bounce to it so they have more foam uh -huh. um, and then they also have less water absor um, absorption on, on the top and then they have better track on the bottom so they said that Kipchoge I guess ran in the 4% and he said that when it's wet outside when it's slick they don't have good traction so that was one of the things that they definitely added to it it's so, definitely got a huge sole on it. Yes, it's definitely a thicker sole. That stopped. I figured it would. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> it's definitely a thicker sole. Uh -huh. Um, so, but it also has more impact in the heel. So the the heel has more. Yeah, they had than the foot because of how you should be striking. Yeah, and more support for the heel. Well, um, one of the um, run, run, I'm sorry, running world um. Uh, contributors mm -hmm. he did a video where he tested them out mm -hmm. and he did say heel strikers will love it yes. because of so much cushion mm -hmm. but what he did say was when he was running faster he mm -hmm. definitely could feel the bounce he definitely right. could feel the difference he actually ran he said he ran a few miles mm -hmm. at eight just to mm -hmm. kind of slow it down a little bit he right. ran it at um you know eight which is not slowing down for most people but okay <laughs> um no. he said he, you can't feel the bounce as much right that's what i mean to me it's probably not worth it for me because i'm yeah it's i don't a racer show. yeah i'm yeah. somebody at my level i don't think i would get enough out of it to mm -hmm. pay 275 dollars. Right. i think you know what i mean right because if he was explaining that he did i i, I did read that he ran a couple miles at kipchoge speed yeah or a mile or exactly so yeah speed. Exactly. He's like, I can see the benefit from that, uh -huh. but there's only a couple one percent of the world, if that, that's even running less than that. Point five percent of the world that's running <laughs> exactly. speed. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? For a mile or whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. If somebody want to gift me, gift me. <laughs> I'll take them. Well, um, they're supposed to be in uh, supply, a bigger supply coming in the summer. Yes. Yeah, so they will be released in the summer. They mm -hmm. did do some release for Nike 
plus membership people on Sunday, but uh-huh. those are gone already. So which I, I'm sure. Yes. Anybody but, I mean, get those? Yeah, let they, us know. They look cool. They do. They're yeah. lime green. Very yeah, bright. Bright. Maybe I can just go find some lime green shoes, <laughs> and they don't have to actually be two seventy five. My marathon shoes last year were lime green. So. Winners wear lime green. green. I'm learning that. I'm just saying. Get you some green. Anyway. But anyway, let's get to our guest, um, and we're going to bring him on right now. Yes. All right. All right. And we are back with the Run Duo, and we have an amazing guest today. Um, His name is Patrick Cutter, and he, he is out of Rochester, New York. And he is just amazing, amazing runner, amazing marathon, marathon runner. He has done Boston, is it six times, Patrick? Yeah, six times out. Six times. Okay, so this past couple, this past week, he has crushed Boston. How are you doing today, Patrick? I'm um, doing good. Still on the still on the men for the marathon, but I feel good. <laughs> yes. So I know that you were a little bit under the weather this week after completing Boston, um, but you take you're taking out the time to come talk to us and feeling a little better. So good job. So tell us oh, a little thanks. bit about yourself. So we always ask kind of what is your background? What is, were you a track star? Were you running track when you were in high school? Did you do anything with college? Like what was, what did you do? Um, well, I come from, um, you know, I was a football player growing up all throughout my life. You know, I started mm-hmm. football. I was eight years old and I played football all through high school. And I loved running and was never really into it. Like I'm now in, in high school, you know, I did, you know, I was a sprinter, and I was a pretty good sprinter. I would place well, you know, in, like, uh, we call it sectionals, and um, I was a 100-meter, 200-meter, 400-meter guy, mm-hmm. you know, but definitely not anything crazy like I, I run now. I, I, uh, the, the longest rep run I did in um, high school was, like, I think 800 meters, and mm-hmm. I remember the coach put me in that, and I, like, I hated him because I was, like, that's too far. In, right. In, now I'm running for over two and a half hours, but uh, I just I love I love sprinting. You know, it was fast and took all that took a lot out of you. When um, at high school, so um, I uh, didn't run in college. Uh, I actually didn't have where I went to went to college. Mm-hmm. I kind of took a break from running. Um, so I used to run on my own, run a couple miles here, but you know I kept at it after I uh, graduated from college and you know run a couple miles a week, and then eventually got to the point where I was like. Hey, you know my my fitness is, is all right. Let's jump in a half marathon, and I think I ran like an hour and a few minutes. I think for my first half, and I was like, hey, you know, talked to somebody. Uh, I was friends with like, hey, you if you run that twice, you know, you could qualify for Boston. I was like, Boston, what's that? And that really, I mean, I, I had heard of it, but I was like, didn't really know anything much about it. And I was like, all right, so sign up for my first marathon in 2012, and um, end up finishing in 311, and Right around 311, and I was like, I was crushed because I love hitting goals. And but um, after that, I uh, signed up for my next marathon, and uh, my second one. It was like five months later, and I ended up running 259 and qualifying for Boston. And then that's like when I caught the bug. I was like, I just I love this sport, and I just want to get better. And that's kind of how I got to, to where I am today. So did I hear you correctly that it was your second time running a marathon that you qualified? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal. So did you train? So I know that you said you kind of just went from kind of running a couple miles and then said, okay, let me sign up for a half marathon. Did you actually like have a training plan or were you just kind of knocking down miles and just was like, I'm going to go out here and bust it out? 
I mean, this was this was back in like 2013, so it was kind of before like Instagram was really big with like you know people posting like their training resume mm -hmm. and like. So I was just kind of winging it, and I had really no structure to what I was doing, and I was just going out running like literally like 110 percent of the work that I did, just like because you know, and, and running out there's like certain paces that you you have to run to you know improve certain areas of your fitness, and mm -hmm. I didn't really understand that concept at all. I was just running balls to the wall every workout and um, you know, for a while it works, you know, but it comes to a certain point, you know, when you're trying to improve, um, doing that, you know, you're gonna burn yourself out, overwork yourself. And that's eventually what ended up happening to me by the time I got to like my fifth marathon. Now, let me ask you this, Patrick, because I, I, I look at your Instagram and I see, like you said, your first half, you ran a 130-something, which is a really fast <laughs> half marathon, um, relatively, you know, compared to most people whose first halves, you know, usually most people when they're first getting into running their, their first halves are, you know, if they get a sub two hours, they're happy. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, definitely you came in the, in the house already um, in, in good shape. Talk to us about that part of it, because even though maybe you, you, like you said, you were a sprinter, which actually you, I laughed when you said that your coach got you to run an 800 and you were like, no, that's kind of how I was in high school too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I ran an 800 once right. like, nope, no more coach. But um, tell Tell us what kind of fitness regimen did you have before you actually got into running? Were you just like in the gym, like lifting or, or, you know, CrossFit? What were you doing? I mean, I was in the gym. I mean, I've been in uh, the gym a lot. You know, it all kind of started back when I was, when I was a kid. I, uh, I grew up on my, uh, my family had a farm and stuff. So, you know, I would spend my summers, you know, uh, bailing hay and straw. I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but um, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of like hard work and, and, and stuff. So, all that work that we did, you know, it kind of, kind of built me up to, like, having good endurance and strength. And I had, you know, more of a muscular build, you know, before I was even, you know, my kids, like, in middle school were even, like, and so. And then, you know, as I got older, I mean, I just, it kind of stuck with me, you know, with the gym. And I uh, was in the gym probably, you know, six days a week, you know, before I was even into um, to where, where I am now. And uh, I think... The, the gym helps, you know, because I think, uh, you know, having a strong body, like, keeps you good for running. And as far as, like, the running aspect, I didn't really have a, a plan I was following. I mean, I would do, I think the most miles I did going into my first, like, half was maybe 35 miles a week. I mean, wasn't really nothing crazy. I mean, maybe to some people that might seem like a lot, but it was just kind of, like, off the cuff, you know, let's go out and see what we're going to do this day. And it wasn't like I had a, you know, say we're going to do this. I was just, I would literally just, lace up my shoes, go outside, and, like, you know, just go from there, you know. Now, Patrick, I'm sure you're still, you know, in the, like you said, you're in, you're in really good shape, so I'm sure you're still in the gym quite a bit. Yes. Tell, tell us how you balance the running and the – because I know that's a problem I have is trying to – because I do want to be able to lift as well as, you know, run. How do you balance that, balance, you know, getting your recovery in, that sort of thing? I mean, it's, it's definitely not a perfect uh, concept. I mean – it is one of the biggest things I get, you know, like requests from, you know, people on my Instagram is, you know, I want to be bulky and I want to, you know, have some muscle and I want to be able to run fast. I want to be able to put a lot of miles in. And, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to do because, you know, you're putting in, like for me, I'll run, you know, between 75, 85 miles a week at my peak. And, you know, I, I try to make sure I get my recovery in. So I try to, um, do my workouts like after my, my hard workout days that way on like my recovery days for my running, you know, I can actually recover because 
you know, your body gets put through a lot, you know, with uh, the training. So you really need to let your body recover on those days. So I try not to lift heavy on days I'm trying to cover for my run because I just want my body to fully recover. And I think recovery is the biggest key to improving and running. So okay. like I said, it's, it's, it's definitely not something that's like, you know, easy to do. I mean, it's, I'm still struggling with it, I guess, uh, from time to time because, you know, if you get if you get into the highest higher mileage during a training cycle, you know, it's, it's hard to find time in the gym. But what I tell people is, is that you got to create um, habits, and you know, and eventually habits they become routines, and that makes it easier to get in a workout after a hard run. You know, when you're kind of tired. So. So is it that when you're doing your long runs, your 10, 11, 17, maybe you go you lift on those days as well? Yeah, sometimes. I mean. It depends on the type of workout. I mean, if it's just like a a regular long run where it's just like no workout inside of the long run, you know, I go to the, I go to the gym usually after. Um, but if it's like a hard workout where I'm doing, you know, say like 10 miles at marathon pace during the long run, I might not go because that takes a lot more out of you, you know. Mm-hmm. And how many times do you say you would be going to the gym a week? Typically, I would say, you know, three or four. I mean, I think that kind of surprises people because, you know, people think I'd probably go five or six times a week. You know, like I, like I said before, like I'm huge on recovery and, you know, I really think, you know, you don't really need five or six days. I mean, some people, they might, but, you know, for me, three or four is perfect, you know, and I'm only going to the gym maybe 45 minutes at the most, you know, you don't need two hours. You know, if you just you just do make the most of your time in there, you don't need a lot of time in there. I think that's what a lot of people are missing. You know, it's nobody wants to go to the gym really because like, oh, I got to spend three hours there and, mm-hmm. you know, seven days to see then it's right at that you know just a even a half hour you can get a lot out of a half hour at the gym you know it's, it's it's not much and i think if more people realize that it's all you really need and it'll you'll see improvements in your fitness um really quick patrick patrick just because you know we don't get to talk to a lot of people about the gym you know right. mostly what we talk about is people talking about their running training mm-hmm. but just really quick do you um on the times that you go to the gym do you are you cutting it up into like leg day back day arm day are you doing full body each time you go in there uh, I mainly do. It's probably crazy, but I don't work my lower body. I um I work my lower body, and gosh, it's probably been since high school. So we're talking almost 12 years since I've done any type of lower body at the gym. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I um I think when you're running as much mild as I am, I mean, your legs probably don't need much more than that. Um, but the the thing that started that was um I was a senior um and I played when I played football on the my senior day. Um, I was, I was a lined up at wide receiver and I got hit in the knee and I broke my leg and I fret, or, uh, tore my MCL oh, wow. and I started working out, you know, after that with my legs and it, it, it just, it really hurt my leg to, to do squats and, you know, and leg press. It didn't bother to run, but whatever reason, you know, the doing like squats and leg press and stuff like that, it really bothered my legs. So I, I stopped lifting my legs after that point and I haven't done them in literally 12 years I'm not exactly wow. about that that is yeah. incredible right. and, and I mean the thing is I, I'm kind of the same way I've I've I never do like during off season like when I'm not training for something mm-hmm. I might do yeah. some squats and stuff like that mm-hmm. but basically I'm the same way I feel like I run enough miles for my for my legs and I, I, I really don't don't do don't do too much uh leg work but yeah thank you for that information because that's definitely something that I'm sure a lot of people who are struggling trying to kind of balance that 
that weight training and and the running um, together. So I appreciate that information. Yeah, definitely. And I know, Patrick, you've been talking a lot um, about how important recovery is. Can you kind of break down what you do for recovery? And do you like what do you do? Are you uh, using any compression type things? What kind of nutrients are you also intaking for your recovery? I mean, for, for recovery, like, it's the, like, I mean, if we're talking just like, you know, um, like a, after a hard workout day, I mean, um, it's really important to uh, take it, your easy days easy. And um, I think that's, that's a lot of things, a lot of something a lot of people struggle with is, you know, what pace do I go at for easy days to recover? And, you know, on the gram, I see it so much, you know, people just going so fast, like, you know, within, 45 seconds of their marathon pace throughout their running after a hard workout. And it kills me because if these people just like went a little slower, they would see so much more gain in their marathon time. You know, so my marathon pace, um, I, I ran on Monday was I think 555 mile pace, but I do my easy runs and recovery runs at, you know, between 815 a mile to like 820 a mile sometimes. So there's huge, dis, uh, you know, difference in the pace. I think that really allows your legs to recover. You know, you're still getting the mileage in, but you're allowing your legs to recover. Mm -hmm. So that's something I've learned over the years is, you know, doing that and that will help. And as far as like food, I mean, if I give you my diet, I might make everybody fat because <laughs> I eat. <laughs> and that's nothing against you guys. It's just I eat, I eat a lot. And I mean, I don't eat horrible, but I, I eat what, what I crave. And, you know, it's, I get messaged people all the time, you know, I want a six pack and I want, I want muscles. And I'm like, they're like, you must only eat like chicken and fish and you must eat like three eggs in a cup every morning for breakfast. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, no, it's, it's not like that. I mean, if you eat relatively healthy and I would tell people it's moderation, you know, you can eat the pizza, you can eat, you know, a donut or whatever, you know, it, 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 as long as the stuff is in moderation, I mean, eat relatively clean and moder moderation for everything else. And that's really all you really need, you know. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, to keep a six pack and eat what you want, hey, you are a blessed <laughs> person. Everybody, yeah, everybody's <laughs> body makeup is different. Yeah. How you break down metabolism and all that stuff is different. I don't think anybody's like exact plan will get you exactly to what it looks like. But I'm pretty sure you get messages like crazy about kind of your build and um, you know how to keep the build that you have, which is which is great. And whatever you're doing, keep it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now, um, so give, tell us again, what number Boston was this for you? Oh, this was my sixth Boston Marathon. How did you feel? I mean, being number okay, you know, because there's a lot of us out here still just trying to qualify. Mm -hmm. But how does it feel to be at six? You know, you're six Boston. I mean, do you? Because in in most running circles, Boston is held in high esteem. Of course, that's probably why when you originally ran, somebody said, "Hey, you know, if you can do that, you can get into Boston." You're like, "What the hell is Boston?" But um, it's held in very high esteem. How does it feel to you to be running your sixes? Like this is an old hat race for you now, or do you get that feeling like, "Hey, I qualify for this"? Do you do you, do you feel understand how important it is or how great it is for you to be there? I mean. Honestly, if, if I if I had to go back in time, like after my first, I would have said, "Hey, you know, if I had ran it six times, I'd be like, hey, this is you know the same old race, and it's just like going through the motions, and there's really no emotions attached to it." I mean, it's definitely not like that now. I mean, this is you know going to my sixth one this 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 Monday past Monday, and it's it's literally I get all the same emotions that I had for my first one, and I think it's the only place where I could you could probably ask 
nine out of ten people and they'd probably tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this is such a special race and I almost think since like the bombings happened it's become a yeah. more sought after and it's something I want to be a part of. And I think like the spectators and the you know, the city, it's just become this I don't know, it's it's tough to describe, but it's just it's 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 an awesome event to be a part of and you know, and I think if they call it like the, the people's Olympics, because, you know, we're never going to make the, the Olympics, you know, myself included. I mean, maybe in a, in a next life, but um, this is like the, the Super Bowl of, of uh, you know, the marathons. And I think that's why it's, it's so special. And I mean, especially like the uh, the last turn of the race, you know, you turn, you, there's two turns in, in, at the end of the race and you turn out, it's a right on the Hereford and then left on the Boylston. And this is this, this long home stretch and towards the finish line and lined with people. And it's, it's just incredible. It literally gives you goosebumps, like running down there and it brings all emotions out of you running down that finish line. And it, it literally like, it almost brings you to tears. You know, it sounds silly, but um, you could be feeling horrible in a race, you know, and cause it, this is after mile 26. This is like the, within the last, you know, 400, 800 meters. And you could be feeling like crap and this the crowd like and this the feels like gives you this energy you didn't even know you had left and makes you feel like you're running like a four minute mile that home stretch and it's just an awesome experience and i'm just i'm gonna go back every year that my legs allow me it's just a great experience great yeah it does sound does sound exciting yeah and i know so i know last year um obviously boston had some really bad conditions it was cold it was raining and from my understanding you didn't you got really really sick after um boston last year um and how would you compare i guess this year versus last year in regards to kind of the feel of everything i know that this year it was cool it was a little bit raining um and then it kind of turned out to where the sun came out but how would you compare the races from last year to this year i mean this this year was was crazy i mean um going into a few days before the race i mean with anybody with with weather weather and marathons you know you're checking that weather constantly you know you know to the race and we always say don't check the weather because it's going to change but you know i was checking that weather as soon as that as soon as the two week forecast came up and you know, you're checking the wind, you're checking, you know, the temperature at the start of the race. And, you know, originally, you know, a couple of days before the race, we actually got an email from the BAA, the Boston. Uh, yeah. And they're like, it's going to be cold, rainy, wet. And, um, you know, summer to last year, but I'm not quite as, as worse on the old scale of, you know, the temperatures and, and cold and wind. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, the temperatures during the race were, you know, high 40s, low 50s. You know, by, you know, Saturday or Sunday, they had crept all the way to like, 63 or 64 at the start and i was like i packed all this cold weather gear i packed head and, <laughs> and at poncho i brought like latex gloves to wear underneath like my 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 other gloves and i was like are you serious right now mm-hmm. and then i remember going to the start and it was pouring out because they, they bust you from boston to Hopkinson, which is where the race starts at the point to point race mm-hmm. it, it was a torrential like down for a thunderstorm, like while we were driving there, and then as, and then the rain stopped, and I was like, "Oh dear God!" Because I knew if, if the rain stopped, I knew it was going to be humid, mm-hmm. and sure enough, you know, as then the sun came out, and I was like, "Oh dear Lord!" <laughs> and yeah, it it got really humid, and you know, and but that's the way marathons are. You know, you can't control the weather, and you know, you just you just got to do the best you can on the day you the day you have. You know. 
That's true. So tell us a little bit more about Boston that you just completed. And you actually um, were able to get a PR. That's correct. You finished in 235.16? Yeah, it was my, my Boston PR. So I, I dropped like two minutes off my previous best. So, yeah, it was it was fun. Nice. So tell us a little bit about the race. And do you usually hit a wall? Like I know a lot of marathoners say that they hit like a marathon wall. Is that something that you usually hit? Yeah, I mean – this was it was a weird race. I mean, I know from um, I've done this race. You know, it's my sixth time doing the race, and you know, I know the course very well. And you know, I'm, I've ran in I've ran in hot weather there. I've ran in tsunamis like last year. You know, so I, I knew I knew what to expect with the weather and the course. And you know, this this race was. I mean, the weather it felt it felt it felt cool, but I'm, I think like a mile and a half into the race, I started sweating profusely, and mm-hmm. I was like. This, is it just me? Because I'm, you know, I'm a bigger guy. I care a little more weight. I was like, maybe I'm just overexerting myself. But then I looked around and I could see everybody else was already, you know, pouring sweat. And we were so early in the race, and I was like, oh boy. So and you could, you knew it was, it was humid out. So at that point, you knew it had to be a race of, you know, adjusting on the fly and, you know, and um, conserving your energy early because the. Uh, of course, the way it breaks down is the first like four or six miles. It's it's it's, it's pretty much all downhill, and it's it's so important to you know go out you know a little conservatively and save your legs because um, once you get to about fifteen and a half to like twenty one, you have four hill climbs you know before you like twenty one ish where heartbreak hill is. So if you if you go out too hard that beginning stretch, you know you destroy and trash your legs, and then when you got to go to the uphill part. You know, if, if you went off too hard at the beginning, it's gonna it's gonna happen. It's gonna it's gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. But from I got to I felt great through, you know, thirteen and then I got to fifteen and I felt great through the first hill. And then I got to eighteen and this is the first time I think in right since maybe my first Boston where the I just it it came out of nowhere. Like I just I hit the wall and mm-hmm. like you were talking about. It, it happens in at different points of different marathons. I've had it happen. Like I've had it. I've hit the wall before at mile twelve of a marathon. Mm-hmm. I've hit it at twenty three. I've hit it at twenty. You know, it's it's different for every race. You know, and so many things go into effect. Or when you hit that wall, you know, course, um, the weather, you know, uh, nutrition, you know, how you how you feel going into the race. But I got to eighteen, and it's just like someone added like twenty pounds to my legs, and mm-hmm. you know, and I just wanted to get through the hills and. Because once you crest Heartbreak Hill, like 21, it's kind of uh, rolling downhill. So I was just like, get to the top of that hill and, you know, just let the, the crowd and, you know, the adrenaline take you to the finish. And that's, that's kind of what happened. And I was just I was just glad to make it through there because when I got to the finish line, like that home stretch, if I had, if I was holding that pace for, you know, even like 30 seconds or I think I would have probably fallen flat on my face because I was mm-hmm. just, I was, I was I depleted so much and, I was going to push my body to the limit so bad that I just, I knew it was, I was going to fall if I didn't get to the finish. I'm glad I got to the finish, you know, and was blessed to make it there. Great. Hey, now let me ask you this. So, uh, cause I see on your Instagram, you travel quite a bit for race. Cause you're from, like you said, Rochester. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rochester, yeah. Rochester, New, New York. Um, so you travel quite a bit for, for races. Are you, when you travel for races, are you that guy that just kind of gets there, goes to his room, waits for the race, goes out and runs? Or do you get to enjoy yourself? Like, do you ever, I mean, not really enjoy, but get out into the cities. Like, when you go to Boston, is there a certain place that you go eat before the race? And now that you've been six times or a place that you go celebrate afterwards, that sort of thing? No, I mean, I, when I go there, I, I, I really kind of uh, 
take in the the city and you know um if my coach is listening to this um he probably wouldn't like to hear that i'm on my feet a lot before the race you know he's always, he's always like you know don't spend too much time at the expo and you know i'm horrible with that you know i'll go to the expo for a race i'll go there you know like for boston i went there on friday saturday and sunday oh, wow. <laughs> and you know because it's it's kind of different nowadays because you with, with, with Instagram and, you know, you're, you're meeting up with people that, you know, you've, you've been followed and people have followed you. And, you know, it's just like, it's cool to interact with people and, you know, see things in the city. And um, I don't have any really good go-to places I like to go to eat. Um, but I just, I just love to like kind of walk the, walk the city and, you know, uh, you know, there's like Boston garden and then um, it's just a beautiful city, especially when the weather's nice, everybody's out. And I just like to be out around people and, the last place I would like to be, though, is, like, in my room. I, I'm not really – I like to be out, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, it kind of helps, like, distract your mind, you know, if you're out and, you know, talking to people or if you're, or if you're you know, inside your, your room just, like, focused on the race. I think that can be almost negative in a way because okay. um, you're kind of overthinking and, you know, worrying about it too much. So I think it's just kind of better to be, you know, carefree and just kind of enjoy yourself. Now, I know that um, I've seen you post and you kind of talk about you, your life, your home life is kind of work and working running. Um, so is it that when you go to these races, you're able to do more socializing than you usually do at home? Or is it kind of like you just really, like you said, are really trying to take your mind off of it? Like, how do you compare kind of your training process and being at home um, versus when you go out for the races? I mean, it's like when I'm at home, it's pretty much like, all I have time for is, you know, work, running, and, like, the gym and uh, sleeping. That's about it. So I don't really have much time to socialize outside of that because I, I coach on the side, too. So I, I coach, like, 12 or 15 people. And, you know, so all my time goes into, you know, helping them and, you know, working and, you know, doing my own training. And doesn't leave a whole lot of time to socialize with people. So when I go to these races, I guess that's, like, my social hour, I guess, and, you know, chance meet up with people and I love it because you know these people love running like I do and it's really easy to you know bond with them and I enjoy it yeah uh Patrick you were saying like because I know on Instagram you have a lot of followers um so when you do go to these races like you were saying you kind of meet up with people besides your followers is there like do you have a, a running partner like did you do you run the whole race with someone or are you are you like more of a solo person I'm more of a solo person I mean I've had, it was actually, that's funny because uh, during during Boston, I had probably at least five or ten people during the race that were running, you know, running by or I was running past. They were like, oh, yeah, follow you on Instagram. And it was just, it was just funny because, like, you're, <laughs> yeah. like, random people. I mean, I mean, when you have a lot of followers, I mean, it's impossible to know, you know, everybody that, that follows you. Mm-hmm. And it was because there was just several different points of the race, just random people. Hey, I follow you. And, um, and there was a couple of guys that ran with me for a while that, that, you know, were my followers and stuff. And, but, um, generally speaking though, for like, for a race, I'm, I'm usually always by myself, you know, um, I train, I train alone and I'm used to, you know, running solo. And I mean, I would be against running with somebody. Um, I love, you know, working with somebody. I mean, I've had a few races in the past where I've, you know, ran with somebody and, you know, we helped each other, you know, uh, Especially, I think it was, it was windy last year during the race, and me and me and my friend Steve, we actually took turns um, battling the headwind. So he would run like a mile in front of me, and then we would switch just to kind of take the uh, the wind resistance, you know, away. Right. Um, yeah, generally speaking, you know, I, I I run alone, and that's fine, you know, that's how I train. So. Mm-hmm. 
I got you. Well, I mean, I guess it's probably nobody can keep up with you, though. Right. It's I probably, mean, it's probably hard to find somebody. <laughs> to, to it's definitely hard, right? Because <laughs> I was going to say, I'll run with you, Patrick, but yeah, it'll be for the first like there, half mile. Right. And then there's we'll, not that's any it. Joe Blow that can keep up with him at this point. Exactly. I mean, there's few and far people in between that can keep up with a, a, a sub six mile for 26.2. Yeah, exactly. So what does keep you motivated? Like, what's your push? Like, what keeps you motivated with this running when you're not technically running with other people? Because a lot people say if you run with other people you have run groups and things of that nature it kind of helps you to stay on par but what what's your drive what motivates you and what do you push through like when you're having hard times in races or even through training like what motivates you uh just you know it's just trying to always always improve and get better because it sounds silly but I, I would say if i'm not getting better somebody else is and uh, i just i love i love pushing myself i've been that way since i was a kid and i love this thing of just like pushing yourself to see just how far you can go. And sometimes I push a little too far. Um, but I just love the, the feeling of, you know, pushing my body to its limit. And I think that's what everybody loves about running is, you know, it, it, you get as much out of it as you put into it. And, you know, and I find a little bit, you find out more about yourself in running, I think, any other sport because each race, you know, you find out something new and you find out just how strong you are. And, um, like, during a race, as far as like motivation, um, I'm weird. I really don't think about too much when I race. I just, it's kind of, kind of like a blank mind. I try not to think because when you start to think, you start, you know, creating, you know, false things in your head and um, you start thinking of, you quest, start questioning, you know, can I do this? And that's why I try to just, I try to keep my mind like, you know, busy sometimes when it does get to that point. I'll, you know, I'll look in the crowd and, you know, I'll interact with somebody or a high five, you know, kid that's, you know, Hang out high fives and um, you just have to keep your mind away from dark places when when you're running and that's that's kind of how I stay motivated and you just gotta you gotta be in the mile you're in you can't can't look ahead and say hey, like mile five hey I got I got 21 miles to go you know you just because you start doing that and you're not feeling so well I mean that's a long way to go you know in a marathon if you're not feeling great so just about keeping your mind positive and and you know just you know, believing in yourself, you know. True, true. I definitely agree with that. Now, I did want to ask you a little bit about, because you said you, you do coach some people. What is your, your coaching style? Are you a are you a drill sergeant, or, or do you kind of uh, tailor your coaching style to the person that you're coaching? Um, it, it's pretty it's pretty uh, similar across the board with how I coach. Um, I mean, I've been coached by my coach, uh, Michael Crouch. He's coached me. He's from McCurdy Train. That's where I also coach through. Mm-hmm. And he, um, the way he coaches me, I think, is how I kind of uh, coach others. And I'm not really, like, uh, a jerk when it comes to – or a, a drill session, like you say, to other people. I just – because I'm, I'm kind of actually might be a softie, I guess. You know, I – because I think, you know, it's – you want to have somebody's trust, and I think it, you have to come across as, as a way to, you know, gain someone's trust. And I think in order to do that, you have to, you know, you don't want to be an asshole, you know. And – some people could probably get away with being like that, but I, I just, I want to make them feel good and I want them to, you know, gain confidence. And I think, you know, it is, you want to be able to push them, but you want to push them to like insanity, you know? So. Understandable. That's, that's, yeah. how, that's how I've coached and that's probably how I will coach. I mean, that's just how I am. I like, I like to see people succeed and um, I don't think me being a jerk is going to push them to that point if I do that. 
true. That is true. Yeah. Now, do you find that you have a lot of people, um, a lot of the people that you coach are more like around your speed or uh, like a faster speed? Or do you have a lot of individuals that are, you know, 10, 11? Yeah, different levels. Are like, the, what yeah. levels of, of coaching are you doing right now? Um, right now, um, kind of started about like October. That was when I first uh, started coaching. If, you know, someone from, you know, they're going for, I have a, two athletes running London next week and one of them is going for a VQ. So I have somebody that's, you know, going for VQ all the way to, you know, someone who's, you know, a two and a half hour half marathoner. So I have, that's me. So it's a good mix of, of, you know, beginners and people that are, you know, working to get to that VQ. And I think everyone's goal that I coach is, you know, they want to get that VQ, you know, and, I love to help them get that, get there. You know, it's, and it's, it's really cool when after a race, they, they message you and, um, or text you and they're like, coach, I got a PR and it's, it's a really rewarding feeling, you know, and I'm not a, I'm not a parent. I don't have any kids, but I, I have a son before. This is, this is what must feel, must be what my parenting feels like, you know, when <laughs> kids come home and say, dad, look, 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 I got, I got an A in class or something. So it's, right. it's a reward. And it's, it's better than I even uh, expected when I first started coaching. And it's it almost it feels better like seeing other people succeed that you helped out than you know getting an old PR yourself. That's the way I've seen it so far. Nice, nice. that is nice. Now, are you currently um, taking uh, students? Like, are you coaching? Or are you full as far as the amount of people that you want to coach? I mean, based on my work schedule, and I, I work like sixty hours a week at my current job, mm. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of growing my my uh, my clients with with coaching is it's you know I can take maybe a couple but it's I want to be able to you know serve them in in a way that you know makes them feel like included and I think if I have too much you know you know I won't be able to serve them in the way I want to I mean sure I could take probably a bunch more but I want to be there for them I don't want them to just hear from me once a month you know mm-hmm. I want to be able to them and, and see them and know that they're important, you know, because I think that's really important to, you know, maintain a relationship with them and, you know, and to help them improve week in and week out, you know, and I think the biggest thing with people, people want guidance, they want somebody to be there, you know, you know, when things are good and when things are bad. And I think it's really important to, especially in the beginning is, is to be there. And so right now I would say it's probably, I'm at a good point right now of uh, how many athletes I have and, but I'll take a few more uh, in the future, I'm sure. I gotcha. Do you is it is it virtual or are all your clients right there in Rochester? Um, I have people spread out. I mean, I have a couple in Rochester, but I have have um, a young lady. She's in Canada. I have uh, a guy in Australia. I have people. I have someone in California. I have someone in Kentucky, um, Texas. I mean, all over. So a lot of it is like say virtual, and um, it's just cool because. Kind of, it's, they're like all spread out, and but and it's, it's really cool though. I like it. I see. That's that's perfect. That's good to hear. Good to hear that you're passing on what you've learned, you know, to other people to get them to where you are as far as BQing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I want to say, obviously, thank you too for you know being open to coming on coming on the show and being able to talk to us about the greatness that you've done. <laughs> you've completed six Boston marathons and twenty marathons as a whole, correct? Or is it twenty one? Well, it's it's actually I've actually I've, I've ran I've ran 21. This is the 20th one I've completed. I actually in my my 20 2016 Boston was actually I actually had DNF there, 
Um, I, I, I collapsed at mile, I think like 20, 22. Yeah. I had, I had some issues in that before I had like, it's probably TMI, but I had like diarrhea. I was in the bathroom like all night. And so it's, it's I don't know if it was something I ate, but I was extremely dehydrated going to the race. And if you're, if you're in a marathon and you're, if you're behind the eight ball, with 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 hydration, I mean, it's you're in a, you're gonna be in a rough spot, and you can't play you can't play catch up with with um hydration in a race. I mean, if you're already behind, I mean, you're you're screwed. Mm-hmm. You end up being warm. I I collapsed at at twenty twenty two. I had one hundred and three fever. I mean, I had to get an IV. It was a horrible experience. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, that but yeah, in short, yeah, that this is actually my my twentieth one I've completed. So. Nice. That, that, that yeah. is nice. Now, uh, we've gone over a lot of things with yeah. you. Was there anything that we missed that you would want to talk, talk about or anything that you want to tell our audience? I mean, I think you guys covered quite a bit that, you know, pretty much everything I wanted to discuss. I mean, you guys were great. You had a variety any, of, of... Cool. Any advice that you would give for somebody that's trying to be cute, like, or trying to become a great runner like you are? Like, any any quick advice that you would give them? The biggest thing I can tell people is is uh, is be patient, and um, I, I know it's probably tough for somebody to hear that because I I DQ'd in my second marathon. There's probably people that will hear this that you know are, are on their you know fifth or tenth or fifteenth marathon and they're still trying to DQ and and they're they're still not there and you just got to be patient and, and and trust trust the process and you know and if is that working it's it's okay to go to the drawing board and try something new and. You know, um, you just got to believe that you can get there. And, you know, I see a lot of people, they they have all the talent, like, to, to get to BQ, and it's in their mind. And some people just don't believe. But I think, like, it's so important in running, you know, to have, like, the, the mental focus, like, during a race. And a lot of people, they just don't have it, and they fall apart in races. They'll have a BQ in the bag, and they get to, like, you know, 22, and it just it falls apart, and they, they miss out. And it's just all about being, like, mentally tough, you know. And running is a physical sport, but I'd say it's 95% uh, mental, you know. And just be patient and believe in yourself and, you know, have mental toughness. And, you know, I think that will really take people far and, you know, just trust the process. Yeah, that is nice. Now, Patrick, we always like to help out, of course. Like you said, you might be able to take some extra runners. Go ahead and give the information, number one, about your the person, your coach, and how they can contact. And then also give us some information on how they can contact you or if they just want to follow you you know, in your Instagram or Facebook or whatever your your, uh, your tags are. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's uh, interested in, you know, uh, being coached by McCurdy Trained or myself, I mean, um, if you go to my Instagram page, it's I run 26.2 underscore underscore and there's a link in my bio you can click on that and then um interested in being coached there's a, a link there you click uh, get trained and then you'll be put in touch, put in touch with our uh, head coach james mccurdy um if you're interested in following me like i said my instagram is i run 26.2 um underscore underscore i actually don't know why i ever included that underscore <laughs> underscore <when> I... <laughs> stand out make you I, look a little different <laughs> The funny part is I don't even think that that name was taken. I run 26. And I just, I don't know why I added it, but that was like seven years ago. And I, but that's me, I guess, a little different. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yes. Is there anywhere yeah. else that uh, people can contact you? Or is it best to contact you via uh, Instagram? 
Uh, Instagram's probably the best way. Um, yeah, it's because I'm on there a lot, and you know, it's, it's quick and easy to there. I mean, I'm on Facebook too. If you're on, if you're on Facebook, just my name on there is Patrick Cutter, and you know, give me a message, and you know, we can talk. So. Awesome. Perfect. Well, Patrick, I've truly enjoyed speaking yes, with you. You're definitely great. a very interesting person. Uh, um, I'm a little jealous because uh, your first half marathon is better than my PR that I worked for. But that's okay. I'm not going to hold any grudges. Um, so, Let's just say that you, you, he, Patrick is at home when I'm crossing the, exactly. almost to my half marathon point. Exactly. Marathon, Patrick is so chilling okay. at the bar by the time I'm trying to finish. But it was great speaking with you. We do appreciate it. And, yes. um, you know, you try to, uh, and if you didn't know, Patrick is under the weather. He had gotten yes. a little sick. So we really appreciate you toughing it out and, and doing this interview with us. Yes. Thank you, Patrick. Hey, I just want to say uh, thank you guys for having me on here. And I was actually really hoping I w was uh, um, good enough to do this because I was really interested in, you know, talking to you guys. You know, it's it's not something I wanted to pass up. So I just wanted to thank you guys for, you know, uh, you know having me on here. And it's, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys and, you know, sharing my story. So for that, I, I thank you guys. You're welcome. And again, congratulations on Boston number six. And we will continue to follow you. And I'm pretty sure you're uh, get some more followers after this. And you'll continue to do your greatness. Awesome. I can't wait to uh, share with share with my followers, you know, the, this, this podcast and share about you guys because awesome, you know, you guys are putting other people's stories out there and I think that's great for the running community and to get people's stories out there and just continue like why the sport's the greatest and, you know, inspiring people all over. Yes. Thank you so much, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you again for, for, for uh, speaking with us, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, take care, guys. All right.